This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now our new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Are you tired of prediction shows? Do you want to fantasy book the companies? Does Bigfoot even really exist? If you answered yes to any of those questions, then check out the podcast that isn't a podcast. Every Tuesday and Thursday, the standing streamer stands and delivers as he and Vanessa talk about all that's going on in pro wrestling today. Plus, see in-depth conversations with people in and around the wrestling world as guests share their stories and insights about making it in the business. The Putting You Over Podcast. Putting your weeknights over every Tuesday and Thursday. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good night. My name is Thomas and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we so go we... way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Brocast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also, check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Ending. Yeah, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Two Heels and a Face Wrestling Podcast believes wrestling is a buffet. There's something there for everyone. These guys cover local Chicago indie scene, and all of their episodes can be found at twoheelsandaface.com. The number two heelsandaface.com Hey everyone, my name is referee Tony S and this is Heat, the wrestling podcast. Like you first and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan and for nearly two decades I've maintained law and order inside the squared circle in New England and throughout the country, working with some of the best and brightest from wrestling's past, present, and future. Now, I bring my authoritative tell-it-like-it-is style to the podcast world. Join me each week as we go through all the major headlines from the global companies, independents, and in-between. 
and most importantly, the women will receive the coverage and headlines they truly deserve as they'll empower the second half of the show. Plus, I'll introduce you to my friends and colleagues within all forms of wrestling and entertainment, answer your questions, anything goes, no holds, well, questions barred, and throw in some fun surprises along the way. Get ready for the spark that fuels the flame. Listen on Spotify, Anchor, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another episode of Headlines brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Friday, October the 28th, 2022. Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, MLW, and so many more. We're a daily podcast here to bring you all the news of what's happening, not only in the squared circle, but what's happening backstage as well. What does the rumor mill say and what's happening on various websites? Once again, a daily podcast that's available absolutely free of charge anywhere fine podcasts are made available. With that being said, let's go ahead and let's get right into the headlines. Cruising on over to e-wrestling news andrew ravens is writing in at this hour a source claims that cm punk was a total psycho during the backstage fight that happened after the all-out media scrum now more details continue to emerge regarding the aew all-out fight that happened with a steel cm punk the young bucks and kenny omega now word is the internal investigation has finally been completed dave Meltzer reported in the wrestling observer newsletter there is some unfortunately sad news that cm punk's dog actually got hurt in the brawl but that information didn't come out until just this week he was was, coincidentally, news broke that the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are now officially returning to work at AEW. Meltzer would go on to say the following, A completely made-up story, one person in AEW said. He's punk, losing the investigation results. And it was desperate. There's multiple week-long investigation that was going into this. And what was really discovered? Well, there's also some other things that happened that were not mentioned. And it's sad. Now, the Bucks, are they possibly coming back? It looks like they are. It's insane that people would actually listen to some of the rumors that were coming out of various camps. One person who was backstage said that the story of the dog really wasn't even true at all. Now, Meltzer would also go on to say the following. One person in AEW told him, the story about the dog is a complete lie. When the altercation was happening, Punk was a total psycho and couldn't care less about the dog. Kenny picked up the dog to save him from being hurt from the melee, and he was holding him. The dog was screaming, and so was Punk. Punk didn't even register that his dog was being that upset right now or even being held by a stranger. He was in the middle of a fight and it didn't stop him one bit. Now, another person says they saw everything happen, and this is what they said. They never spoke to Lucy uh, or anyone else who didn't regularly work for AEW or someone on the security team because that was a non-factor. Just sat in the corner while the whole time her husband was throwing chairs and punching and eventually bit Kenny Omega. Now, that's the word on what was happening with Ace Steel. Now, the belief is that Punk will not be back with AEW, and the promotion will be buying out the remainder of his contract. Now, Meltzer also went on to say it should be noted that the dog situation could have been handled much more differently. There's been many rumors reporting saying that the dog had to have some teeth removed because the door had hit him in the face. Once again, they are saying that might be true, but also some of it may not be. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information on what really did happen and what is just rumor and speculation. Continuing on, Andrew Ravens is writing, there are AEW stars who said they would refuse to work with CM Punk if he was brought back to the company after the investigation. Now, following his actions at the all-out media scrum, well, 
A lot of things happened, and they happened backstage. Colt Cabana, the elite, Hangman Adam Page at the media scrum got completely trounced by CM Punk. Now, after the media scrum was over, the elite were very frustrated with the comments that Punk had to say, so they went to approach him. Now, the only issue that's being held up right now is Punk's departure. Now, AEW agreement has been in place to buy out the remainder of his contract and determine how long the non-compete clause would be. Punk's friend and trainer, Ace Steel, was also already let go by the company for his involvement in the fight. Now, it's interesting to note Chris Jericho allegedly talked to Punk after all of this had happened that night and told him, and I quote, you are a cancer to the locker room and you are detrimental to the company. For more information on all of this, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information on everything that happened will be forthcoming. Now, we do also have some news about the Elite. It does appear the Elite are on their way back to AEW. Insider reports are stating that they were all at Dynamite backstage. Everyone was happy to see them back, and it was business as usual. Now, many fans at home and even in the arena itself saw the video package of Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks. That also shocked a lot of people on social media as it aired on television. But it looks like Tony Khan is just waiting for the right moment to reincorporate all of them back into the storylines. With more information, continue following E-Wrestling News and more information will be forthcoming. We have some new information from John Fuentes about a tag team match that was removed from AEW Rampage. We also have some additional information about a world title eliminator match that just recently has been added. Now, the cards episode for this week's Rampage, which will be live, has seen significant changes. AEW released a video of Wheeler Yuta revealing that he was double booked for Friday night, and he initially slated to have a tag match with Claudio Castagnoli against 2.0. Uh, now there's a new Japan Pro Wrestling Royal on 44th Street that's happening as well. Thus, he will not be taking part in the scheduled tag team match on Rampage. Instead, it will be John Moxley will face Matt Menard in an AEW World Title Eliminator match. Now, as far as the rest of the lineup for the show, the TNT Championship match is scheduled for Wardlow taking on Matt Taven from the Kingdom. AEW World Title Eliminator match, once again, John Moxley will be taking on Matt Menard. Tay Mello will also be taking on Madison Rain. For more information on all this, continue following E-Wrestling News, and more information about the big rampage that will be airing live tonight will be forthcoming. Court Bauer, the man in charge of MLW, weighs in on all things AEW, specifically his feelings on all the interactions that have been happening backstage. Now, Court Bauer is no stranger to backstage tents and within a wrestling promotion. The current MLW owner spoke with the Masked Man show about AEW's backstage troubles following the all-out media scrum. Now, in the interview, Bauer was asked if he'd ever seen anything like that happen between somebody like CM Punk and the Elite. Bauer did not share his backstage tensions specifically, but he did allude to some other things and how sometimes tension can build up and eventually pop, and sometimes people need to intervene and step in before it gets bad. Now, he also was asked about how can promoters react to backstage issues. This is what he said. Usually you can see where it's going and you can try to cool things off before it heats up too much. And sometimes you think it's cooled off and it hasn't cooled off and then it escalates again. Or everything settles down and you see a live round in a match go off on one of the guys. And this guy's coming at the next guy then. And then someone's coming to talk to me. 
And then sometimes you just gotta let it happen. It's part of wrestling. It's part of always been there. And it's frustrating, especially being a promoter because you have all these plans and then something happens with these strong personalities. And really now you're stuck. You're trying everything you can do to get back on track. And how do you get back on track? Well, that's the business. And that's where the head of talent really comes in. We're trying to do our best to give the fans not only what we advertise, but we're trying to put all the egos in check for the betterment of the product. Now, if you can get people to buy in and trust your process, the question really down becomes, hey, will they agree to do it? Now, certain promoters have certain powers of persuasion. Other promoters sometimes come out with a little extra cash to make things a little easier. Sometimes you can throw in a little money and that does go a long way. But sometimes people just can't overcome creative or their differences. And sometimes promoters just surrender to creative talent, which is going to make somebody a little bit more happier. But that can be a dangerous thing too whenever you give in to talent creatively. Because you know what? You've just now given them creative control. Now, Bauer also commented on AEW's current locker room situation, and here's what he had to say. I think like every organization, especially of that size, when you have million-dollar deals that are right there, and you have all this infrastructure, WWE has infrastructure, and on top of that system, you have leaders. So, let's say if you do Y, and then X is going to happen, there's going to be consequences, and people are going to be denied. You know, sometimes there's also little gray areas in certain categories when it comes to wrestling. If you'd like to find out more about what Court Bauer had to say about the wrestling business and how sometimes egos just need to explode, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito is also writing in at this hour. Adam Cole addresses recent tweets referencing The Party. Now, Adam Cole recently was on the Wrestling Buddies podcast, and he addressed the recent tweets aimed at Departy. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar, Departy is an online gaming group with Up Up Down Down's YouTube channel. The group includes real-life friends like Cole and Xavier Woods and Claudio Castagnoli and Tyler Breeze. Now, referring to Departy tweets that he had on social media, this is what Adam Cole had to say. As many people know, myself, Breeze, Creed, Woods... Claudio, we're all very, very good friends. I often, over the times of the years, have continued to tweet about certain things that we've done in the past. We tweet about how much fun we had with Departy. I know, I just love talking about Departy. It's something that we have in common. We just love to get at each other's brains. It's a real friendship. The timing also is impeccable. Now, the timing about the left-right, left-right faction, this is what he said. I wear this bracelet. I never take it off. Anytime you see the pink bracelet on, it's left, right, left, right. I was unaware that you can't buy the championship anymore, and I might have to be making a few phone calls. With more information on all this, continue following e-wrestling news, and more information about Adam Cole will be forthcoming. If you're enjoying this podcast, remember Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast that brings you all the late-breaking news in wrestling. Whether it's AEW or WWE or New Japan or Impact, we're here to make sure that you keep up with all of the headlines so you can get back to your day. With that being said, let's jump right back into the headlines. Once again, David Esposito is staying busy today. He's writing in at this hour about Arn Anderson and how he does not understand what scissoring is, but he does admit that it is over with the audience and it is working. 
You know, it's never easy to try something new in the world of wrestling. Wrestling gimmicks aren't really something that happened too often, and a lot of things are just recycled. You know, but that's not really true with the acclaimed. They're the current AEW World Tag Team Champions, and their scissoring gimmick is widely popular within wrestling circles, and it even has gotten some mainstream crossover appeal. But even with the gimmick's popularity, not everyone really understands exactly what scissoring is. Now, Arn Anderson speaking on the most recent episode of The Arn Show, Arn Anderson admitted he doesn't really fully understand exactly what scissoring is, and this is what Arn had to say. Well, I guess when Billy Gunn got on board with the acclaimed, all of us old bastards, we had to kind of figure out some of these new things. How do we relate to talent? How is things working with them? How do we say things? I don't know really what all these things mean, and I, trust me, I don't. But if Billy Gunn at 270 pounds of pure muscle decides that it's cool, well then, who am I to argue with him? Now, on what he thinks about the acclaim themselves, this is what he said. Well, they're entertaining. They're a good tag team. They're good-looking young athletes. What's there not to like? Once again, they're really entertaining. If you'd like to find out more about what Arn Anderson had to say about what the impact that the Acclaim have had on AEW, continue following e-wrestling news and more information will be forthcoming. David Esposito is also writing about more information on the update of the investigation that went into the all-out brawl. Once again, recapping our top story today. As previously reported, AEW teased the return of the Elite on the episode of Dynamite on Wednesday. An earlier report stated that the trio will return to the company and their return is considered imminent. Dave Meltzer shed some light on the backstage incident involving AEW during the latest episode of the Wrestling Observer Radio. Now, Meltzer indicated that the investigation was now over and complete, with the Elite seemingly on their way back to the promotion, and there was no mention of CM Punk, Meltzer noted, and it's thought right now that the investigation went exactly how everyone had thought it would. Now, if things had gone down backstage differently, as CM Punk described, with Larry the Dog truly getting hurt, then the opposite would have played out. However, a source said close to the situation that was an outright lie and that was clearly planted from CM Punk's camp. The current timetable for CM Punk to return is anywhere from six to eight months from the time after he had his surgery to completely be healed and ready to compete again. However, with the current scenario of CM Punk's contract being bought out by AEW, it does not appear that even when he's fully cleared to return to the ring, that he would actually be brought back into the company. With more information on all this, continue following e-wrestling news and more information on the investigation that is now complete will be coming forward. As we mentioned before, tiered wrestlers in AEW, one of them just got a brand new contract. Now, as many people know, contracts in AEW are on a tiered system. Sometimes tiered systems can get picked up for full-time contracts, and that's exactly what happened this week with Josh Woods. Josh Woods was added to the main roster page when the company officially made the announcement that he is now officially All Elite. Fightful Select reports that Woods recently signed a multi-year deal to be a full-time contracted wrestler with AEW. Now that officially takes him off the free agent market where some other promotions were looking at him hard. After being let go by WWE, he spent several years in Ring of Honor. Once Tony Khan bought the promotion, Woods started working AEW dates and ended up being paired with Tony Nese, which is managed by Smart Mark Sterling. Now the deal is three years in length, but it's unclear if he will be under contract or if there's any other 
yearly options that could be picked up. With more information, continue following eWrestling News, and more information will be forthcoming. Eric Mutter is writing in for Wrestling Inc. Cody Rhodes' agent was fired over accusations of inappropriate behavior. Now, it seems that Hollywood and pro wrestling are mixing more than ever these days between The Rock turning into an international film star and WWE stars like The New Day and Jimmy Uso attending the premiere of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, along with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Unfortunately, another story has emerged connecting pro wrestling and Hollywood, but this one is not what we would refer to as a happy story. According to Deadline, Hollywood agent Brian Wittenstein has left the Hyper's Tension talent agency earlier this week. Now, multiple sources told Deadline that a client of Wittenstein's approached the agency with an allegation of inappropriate behavior. Now, a follow-up to that complaint allegedly led to the uncovering of previous instances of sexual harassment, leading to Wittenstein's departure. Now, Hypervision issued a statement, but then decided to no comment regarding his situation within the company. But outside of Hollywood, Wittenstein has had several contacts in pro wrestling. His prominent connection these days is serving as the agent for WWE star Cody Rhodes and his wife, former AEW star and CBO Brandy Rhodes. Wittenstein is also said to represent other figures in pro wrestling. However, those names have not exactly been released. With more information, on this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. We have new news on Ronda Rousey. Wrestling Inc. is reporting returning WWE star is set to challenge Ronda Rousey on tonight's episode of SmackDown. Dominic D'Angelo is writing in at this hour, someone in WWE is going to be coming back. WWE fans haven't seen in quite some time because this person has been with Impact Wrestling, but they are scheduled to return tonight on Impact. Fightful initially stated that there would be returning of a name and it could be soon and it could be on SmackDown. Down. PWI Insider reported that Tennille Dashwood, formerly known as Emma in WWE, will be the one to accept Ronda Rousey's open challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and that will be happening tonight. Now, the report was later confirmed by Fightful Select. Now, Dashwood last worked for WWE over five years ago, and she was in NXT as one of the top 10 wrestling acts at that time, along with Paige, an early upstart Charlotte Flair, and Sasha Banks. She would go on to adopt a goofy dance character gimmick and would be called up to the main roster as a comedy act with Santino Morella before going back down to NXT as a heel. She would then get called up back to the main roster one more time, but a back injury would put her out of action. Now, the plans were to repackage her under a supermodel persona, but they were then ultimately scrapped. She wrestled as a heel and then was released by WWE in October of 2017. Dashwood was unable to cultivate a strong identity for herself on the independent circuit, and she worked some dates with Ring of Honor before she eventually found a home in Impact Wrestling for the better part of three years. Now, she never won the Knockouts Championship in Impact Wrestling, but she consistently remained as one of the top female acts in the company. She and current AEW star Madison Rain did win the Knockout Tag Team titles back in March of this past year before she left in July. With more information, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on this will be forthcoming. Eric Mutter's writing in at this hour, Bandito and Juice Robinson are officially all elite. The roster is shuffling around in AEW. The Young Bucks and Kenny Omega are appeared to be on their way back. CM Punk is headed out the door. Maria Canellis, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett all seem to be coming in, and there's going to be two more faces. Yesterday on PW Insider Elite, Mike Johnson revealed that there will soon be two more wrestlers coming to All Elite Wrestling. He would go on to say in a quote, I can tell you we have officially heard that both Bandito and Juice Robinson have signed AEW agreements. Robinson said, I don't know exactly the length of the contracts right now. I don't know the timing, but I do know they are officially signed and they are with the company going forward. Now, it was about a month ago that Bandito and Juice Robinson appeared on AEW Dynamite. Robinson, who is the husband of current AEW Women's Interim Champion 
champion Tony Storm was defeated by longtime rival John Moxley in an AEW World Title Elimination match. Now, Bandito, on the other hand, came up short in the main event when he was challenging Chris Jericho for the Ring of Honor World Championship, which Bandito had previously held. Now, days after Dynamite, it was reported that AEW had serious interest in Juice Robinson, and Bandito got more attention with report emerging just a week later, suggesting that Bandito might sign with AEW. But Bandito himself later disputed the report, said that he could not confirm that he was going to sign with AEW because there was some interest from WWE. However, he was still leaning towards AEW. However, since those weeks have gone by, he has continued to work for other promotions such as Triple Mania down in Mexico for AAA. He's scheduled also to have a match at the Mega Championship for the Mega Championship on December 28th. Looks like right now, when it comes to his career in North America, it will definitely be all elite. For more information on this, continue following all of these stories over on Wrestling Inc. Larry Zabisco is making news at this hour. Larry Zabisco once purchased the NWA Championship for $25,000. John Alfred's reporting in at this hour. One of the most memorable programs of WWE Hall of Famer Larry Zabisco had in his career was when he went for the NWA World Heavyweight Championship back in 1983. Now, at that time, Zabisco was on a mission in WCW to win the belt from Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who Zabisco labeled as a chicken for never getting in the ring with him and going one-on-one. Now, following the win over Chief Joe Lightfoot on WCW television, Zabisco told viewers that he had an offer from killer Tim Brooks, who had an upcoming championship match against Orndorff in front of a nationwide audience and the announcer Gordon Soley. Zabisco offered Brooks $25,000 for the heavyweight championship to be turned over to him should Brooks beat Orndorff in the match. Now, on March 20th of 1983, the unthinkable happened when Brooks not only ended the 133-day championship reign of Paul Orndorff, but he sold the belt to Larry Zabisco. Shortly thereafter, Gordon Soley interviewed a boastful Larry Zabisco who said, and I quote, I want everyone out there to get this straight. Whatever I do, I do, and I did it. I told people I was going to get the belt, and now I've got it. And if you don't like the way I got it, too bad. For more information on all of this, this captivating story is followed right now over on Wrestling Inc., and it's all about Larry Zabisco. Marco Rivera is writing in at this hour. We have an update on Bray Wyatt possibly feuding with a WWE superstar. Now, since the highly anticipated return of Bray Wyatt and the White Rabbit at WWE Extreme Rules, many are wondering what's next for the former WWE Universal Champion. Well, the rumor mill has been staying busy for quite some time. But earlier today, Wrestling Observer Dave Meltzer reported that Wyatt could be in line to revisit an old rivalry he had before he left the company, facing WWE Universal Champion Roman Reigns in the very near future. Now, reportedly, the idea came up to some high levels, and Wyatt also was brought in to talk about it. Now, receiving a massive reaction from fans since he's returned to the company, the news does coincide with reports that Wyatt is being initially listed by WWE as a top babyface on the Blue SmackDown brand, whereas Roman Reigns is clearly the top heel. Now, the two did face off nine separate times in matches before he left the company earlier on. Now, contrary to the report from Dave Meltzer, Fightful Select added that a source in WWE's creative denied the idea that Reigns and Wyatt would continue their rivalry. When asked specifically about that rumor, the source said, where would we go from there regarding the feud? Something that the source stated they learned from the Fiends run. And guess what? Those things just didn't work. Now, of course, the run 
reference led to Wyatt's shocking release from the company in 2021, putting him on the wrestling shelf for over a year. Now, it's still unclear at this moment who Wyatt will be feuding with first when he is back now in the WWE. However, the company has continued to tease major faction being formed, along with Wyatt being the leader. But all this right now is still speculation, and more information of this will be coming forward. With more information, follow Wrestling Inc., and more information will be coming forward. Wardlow is making news at this hour. The powerhouse monster of AEW is making headlines. Wardlow is set to defend the TNT Championship against the Kingdom's Matt Taven on tonight's episode of Rampage. Now, ahead of the match, the big man made an appearance on Sirius XM's Busted Open Radio to promote the episode of Rampage and discuss how does he prepare for matches. He would go on to say the following, I do usually spend the night before with a beautiful woman to keep my mind off things, and then I wake up in a proper headspace, Wardlow said. I'm thinking about everything other than my opponent, but I do do some serious training. I always do serious training, so when people ask me how do I prepare for a match, like I'm preparing for my biggest match every single day of my life. That's why I am the way I am. That's why I am the person I am. And that's where I continue to be. You know what? We all live our lives a little differently. Wardlow went on to share how he eats a huge breakfast in the morning before each show, stating that once he arrives at the arena, he gets busy and doesn't typically have an appetite at all. And then I'm going to eat Matt Taven alive, and it's going to be just another match. The same thing is going to happen, and we know how that's going to go. Along with defending the TNT Championship, Wardlow has been involved in a tag team with Samoa Joe, who holds a singles title, which is the Ring of Honor Television Championship. Now, a few weeks back, the duo had a partial reunion with Wardlow's old faction, The Pinnacle, with FTR and a returning Sean Spears working together to fend off Brian Cage and members of the Embassy faction, which once again were from Ring of Honor. For more information on all this, continue following Wrestling Inc. and more information will be forthcoming. AEW star comments on the bloodline in Roman Reigns' heel turn. Now, right now, we are finding out that Roman Reigns has been quite, quite on the run in WWE in the wrestling business. But you know what? The wrestling business is a long journey, and sometimes it gets hard, long, and arduous. For years, Roman Reigns has pushed as WWE's top babyface, and then that was resented by many fans who really didn't like having it shoved down their throat so much. Now, once Reigns aligned himself with Paul Heyman to form the Bloodline, fans began to embrace the Tribal Chief. Now, AEW star Matt Hardy thinks Reigns has been doing a fine job. During a recent edition of The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy, he shared his opinion on why Reigns' heel turn has become very successful. This is what Hardy had to say. Yeah, I think it's been really good, Hardy said. I honestly believe that the biggest difference in being successful as a top draw as a heel nowadays is that fans, because they understand the heel character better, it's kind of off, and it's kind of been whittled down to a really small niche of pro wrestling fans that really get what's going on. Then Hardy would continue saying that Vince McMahon held off on a turn for a long time despite the wrestling, the writing on the walls. He would also go on to say, I remember Vince was so hesitant for so many years to turn Roman Reigns heel. Hardy recalled, Roman was the top babyface in WWE, and he was being pushed and promoted all the time in that manner. I never knew that they would ever decide to turn him heel because that's what the fans were booing him for. They weren't really going after him. They weren't really saying a whole lot and being excited about him. Ultimately, he would become a much bigger star when he did turn heel and align himself with Paul Heyman. 
For more information on all of this, continue following Wrestling Inc. And more information on this will be forthcoming. We have news on Chris Jericho. AEW employee comments on working with Chris Jericho. Nick Miller's writing in at this hour. Things seem to be settling down in AEW after several months of chaos and reported backstage tension. On this week's episode of AEW Unrestricted, host Aubrey Edwards and Tony Schiavone caught up after several weeks from the podcast discussing some of the latest on and off screen developments inside AEW. One of the topics that came up was the leadership of Chris Jericho, with both hosts elaborating and saying that, you know what, it's great to work alongside him. They would go on to say, Chris Jericho is such a great leader for us in our locker room and in our clubhouse, Shivani said. He has really stepped forward and he's a great leader and we all really appreciate what he's done. Now, Edwards later shared her thoughts on acting as referee in Jericho's matches and how the two have really a lot of fun together when they're out there. She spoke about a spot that the two of them had to act out semi-frequently, with Jericho would act like he had won the match by having someone tap out, even though the opponent made it to the ropes for the submission break. Edwards would have to have Jericho's celebration end so they could continue the match. The most recent time happened when Jericho bumped Edwards' chest, and Edwards went right back and did the same thing to him, creating a memorable moment between the two. Now, Jericho also recently signed a contract extension with AEW during a producer and creative consultant role, which he will be even more important in the company. Now, in the aftermath of the backstage chaos that happened at All Out, it's also been reported that Jericho, along with Moxley and Brian Danielson, have now stepped up and are now the locker room leaders. There has reportedly been a strong positive reaction to the leadership backstage, with Edwards now going on record about how healthy the environment is. For more information on all of this, continue following more on Wrestling Inc. and we will have more information. We have some information from Dominic D'Angelo. FTR is pushed for AEW to sign a top independent act right now. Now, FTR may be calling themselves top guys, but they soon might be calling themselves top scouts. Now, according to Dave Meltzer in the Wrestling Observer, it was Dak Harwood and Cash Wheeler who pushed for the kingdom to be brought into AEW. Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, and Maria Kanellis first debuted in AEW on October 14th's episode of AEW Rampage to confront FTR after they teamed up with the returning Sean Spears. Now, the kingdom, alongside with the embassy, attacked the Pinnacle members before they were saved by Wardlow and Samoa Joe. The heel trio was confirmed by Wrestling Inc. to officially sign contracts with AEW on Wednesday afternoon. Canellis did note in a previous interview that she made the offer to help AEW boss Tony Khan creatively in developing and rebranding Ring of Honor, but nothing has been solidified in that department as of yet. Taven, Bennett, and Canellis most recently wrestled for Impact. Debuting back in January, Taven and Bennett became the Impact World Tag Team Champions back in August, and they were part of the Ring of Honor spinoff called Honor No More. Now they dropped the belts to Heath and Rhino last week in the TV tapings, which they were then fired by Scott Demore, effectively writing them off TV and out of the company. The Kingdom had a quick turnaround after leaving Impact, and tonight on AEW Rampage, Taven will be challenging Wardlow for the TNT Championship, but they are seemingly on an inevitable course that's going to have them facing off against FTR for the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championships. For more information, continue following Wrestling Inc., and more information on all of this will be forthcoming. 
If you're enjoying this podcast, remember, Headlines is your one-stop shop podcast to bring you all the late-breaking news in the world of wrestling, whether it's AEW, New Japan, WWE, Ring of Honor, or Impact. We give you all the late-breaking stories about all your favorite superstars. But as of right now, that is going to do it for all the headlines for today, Friday, October the 28th, 2022. My name is Mike Freeland, and I hope to catch you on the next episode of Headlines. My name is Mike Freeland, and if you're looking for an exciting wrestling podcast to add to your library, then look no further than the Front Row Material brand. Each and every week I sit down with some of the most exciting superstars in the world of wrestling, from upcoming stars in the indies to dedicated veterans of the squared circle. I also host a daily podcast called Headlines, which gives you the updated information on all your favorite superstars in all your favorite promotions, giving you not only the backstage look, but also what are the industry experts saying about things. And finally, join myself and my executive producer, The Rit, where we talk about everything in the world of professional wrestling all across the landscape, from storylines to interviews to what's happening and what we think is going to be happening the next time you turn on your TV. Don't miss it. It's the Front Row Material brand brought to you by the MLW Radio Network. The world of MLW Radio never stops.